today is all about Rye, R-I-E. We're excited to have Lara Reston with us today. If we are just meeting, I'm Candy of experiencenanny.com. I have over 30 years of experience in nannying with families around the world. On this channel, I share my advice, tips and experiences in childcare, as well as information from and by industry leaders. If this is something that interests you, consider subscribing to my channel and ringing the bell. This way, you will be notified when I upload new content. Lara first began Peaceful Learning Voyage about eight years ago. She thought of the idea of a nanny agency that provides high-quality, respectful, gentle candidates and a place for parents to receive help and guidance on their parenting journey when she was living in New Zealand. However, lack of knowledge about this, the need worldwide, the small demand in New Zealand and careers in teaching and nannying taking, else, taking Lara elsewhere meant that peaceful learning took a back seat. Four years later, after career change and relocating to London, it became very evident that Lara had had to offer what was needed. Being an Anian teacher herself, who used the RIE principles and Magda Gerber's educating approach that was introduced to her as a student teacher at the Learning Centre New Zealand, she felt the frustration and longing to find the right family after joining countless nanny agencies. Lara had been approached by many families and nannies wanting and using respectful childcare, looking to connect, who understood what positive guidance meant, who believed in child-led learning and that the best way to shape children is through role modelling. And so she thought, why not? How hard could it be to create an agency? It was quite a roller coaster. And now we're here, experienced and ready to share the knowledge that Lara has gained over the years to help families connect with the right nanny and get the helping hand to guide you through your parenting journey. Lara feels it's really important to provide the best care for the child. This means nurturing every aspect of their development. The most important and underlooked, especially in the early years, is the emotional regulation and development of a child. Only when a child feels safe and nurtured can they really begin a sustained level of play that can propel them forwards. Being a nanny and teacher herself, who use respectful care to connect, positive guidance and role modelling to lead the child to success and child-led learning to sustain intrinsic motivation to learn, Lara can honestly say it really works. It gives her goosebumps to think about the success stories she has witnessed over the years. Lara's mission is to help 10,000 families over the next five years to grow authentic, loving relationships and passion for living freely and curiously. She truly believes that peaceful learning is about what peaceful learning is about, and so do all her team members. All the staff at Peaceful Learning have a background in respectful care, nurturing the whole child, and have seen the positive effects collectively resulting in over 50 years of experience and success. They all genuinely care about who will be looking after the little ones. Lara is super blessed to have such a wonderful group of people working alongside her. They inspire her and give her energy. Celebrating five years of peaceful learning, Lara is launching an online membership where nannies can see what respectful care looks like in the real world. Get the support they need to feel confident in practicing and connecting to like-minded nannies. This will then help the families that they work with by sharing what they have learnt. 
in this day and age with our busy lives, it is super important to have someone looking after children who can stay fully present and slow down to the child's pace, observing what they're really needing and interested in. Someone who can provide quality care moments and appropriate support through big emotions, as well as guidance in a safe environment with clear boundaries. Tell us about your background and how you got involved with the Rye philosophy. Absolutely, yes. So I'm actually a qualified early years teacher that I got my qualification in New Zealand. And I was introduced to Rye before I became a teacher, actually, um, when I'd, I'd finished my degree in psychology and I was actually going into uh, be a child psychologist uh, in the police force. But something happened in my personal life that made me feel like I needed to contribute to the world to stop these things from happening so that children don't have to go to a child psychologist so I was thinking how can I contribute in that way and it all goes back to the early years to those foundation years so I was thinking okay uh, I think I, I need to to get into teaching and and while I was having this conversation with myself my grandma who's an Alexander Technique teacher she uh, had a, a fellow Alexander Technique teacher who also taught in this Rye Centre and she said that I think I'd really like it so I went along to the centre it's called TLC in New Zealand in Auckland and we're not no one is allowed to go into the rooms where the the children are that you can't just walk in as a visitor and, and and see the children which that um really caught my interest and they said you can't come in here but here's a book so they gave me the rye manual which is a big thick white book i went away i read it in i think three days wow. and i said i'm in how do i work here <laughs> and and at the time <clears throat> the center it was very sought after for teachers to get into. And so they said, we don't have any jobs, but you can be the background person, you know, washing the face cloths and um, uh, doing the laundry and, and tidying up the dishes and all that. So I was in there doing that, but I still wasn't allowed to interact with the children because there's very strict rules around that. So um, yeah, I went away and I, and I got my teaching diploma uh, following on from my degree and during that time I I was a student um, in this center and, and another one um, learning from two Rye associates learning how to implement the Rye philosophy and from there I was just hooked wow. and so yeah I uh, from there I went to England to teach as well and from there I realized um, how uh, authoritarian I guess mainstream mm. educate early years education is in in the UK and it kind of broke my heart and I got really depressed because I felt like these children weren't getting that trust and respect that they deserved um, so yeah I went I went back to nannying and I worked with a range of families using the Rye philosophy 
and uh, from there I started my my agency for parents and nannies who are looking to use respectful care with children and um, from there uh, we created workshops and uh, courses for nannies and parents as well to to learn about the the rye philosophy and it's just it's just grown from there really fantastic and i know in the in the introduction uh we said that you are trying to serve ten thousand families in the next five years yes that's my mission <laughs> right and how many families have you served so far can i ask that is a great question yes um i have no idea <laughs> i i should <laughs> i should probably look at my stats and see how many we've helped so far i would say thousands but i wouldn't i wouldn't say ten thousand that's yeah thousands is still a big number like even if it was only a thousand it's still a lot of people yeah i i guess so yeah, yeah. i haven't <laughs> <laughs> it'll be it'll be interesting to have a follow-up when you when you tell us how many families you <clears throat> you have helped yes and also uh, I, I, I've also thought, what does that mean, helping a family, you know? Yes. Um, in my mind, I'm wanting to just spark a little bit of inspiration to change one tiny little thing mm -hmm. that's going to start a change yes. in the house. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, what is your interpretation of Rye? And how does it differ from the other philosophies that are out there? Mm. So my, interpreta my interpretation of Rye is a philosophy based off of trust and respect using, using sensitive observation with a child as a foundation of relationship and once you have those two key parts of mutual respect and trust everything else flows from there fantastic and how do you in your experience find rye different from other parenting styles that you've seen mm. so <clears throat> i think rye is more about the relationship and it's about care moments so it's about really honing in on nappy changes and meal times and bath times and and sleep time those are the main focuses whereas other parenting styles are more about the the learning that happens yes there's still that relationship of uh respect as a human with individual needs and thoughts to be heard for sure but i think um rye is is based more on those care moments because it's aimed towards the younger humans and that leads me to my next question is there a specific age range that you feel is better suited for right for the right philosophy yes absolutely so i think from birth to about three is really great for Rye. Of course, that, that foundation of trust and respect goes between 
all humans. And when I started learning about Rai, my whole relationships changed with everyone in my life because I was becoming conscious of how I was interacting with everybody. Mm-hmm. However, because it's based off of, because it's based around care moments, once the child gets to three, four, five, and they get into that stage of really um, wanting to go deeper in their learning, I feel like other philosophies are better suited, like Montessori, Reggio Emilia, Waldorf Steiner. Those are those are great follow ones from Rye. And what do you feel is the best way to manage a strong will child, uh, but still follow the Rye methods? Mm. So I actually feel Rye is great to use with a strong-willed child because it does allow that freedom for them to express themselves and to uh, have a lot of freedom in their play, in their work, um, while holding clear boundaries for them for where they can uh, have that freedom. Mm-hmm. And because Rai is about also expressing feelings and, and being heard, when you hold that boundary and a child does not like that, that's okay. They can express their feelings and you're there for them. And you can just uh, go through um, explaining how they're feeling oh yes you're really frustrated because you can't do this right now yeah that must be really tough for you and you're just holding that space for them and allowing that um emotion to come out while holding that space and being present so i i do have a kind of a follow-up question here do you feel yeah. that, that children who maybe have been exposed to the Rye philosophy since birth have less of a strong-willed personality as they become toddlers because they actually have been able to express their emotions from birth? So I've worked with many, many children and you can tell the children who are more determined. Mm-hmm. Um, And I would say it's not that their temperament has changed, but because they've been given that space to to do what they need to do, they're less likely to push back because they're given that freedom. And they've been used to having that freedom. So exactly. They, so they know it's okay to have those emotions and it's not such a big deal. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. And also that the boundaries are Fun. not going to change. Yeah. Right. This is the boundary. And so there's no point in, in trying to push it because that's where that boundary is, which is great because children feel safer when they know where those yes. clear boundaries are. Yes. I think a lot of, I see a lot of people talking about the Rye philosophy um, 
and and I think they confuse it with allowing children to do whatever they want to do. Yes. Uh, so maybe I, I'm thinking maybe I'm wrong, but I, I have this impression that people feel in general that that is what right means. And I, yeah. I don't think that's the case. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. I agree with you. And also there's one key word that people often leave out, which is the mutual part of respect and trust. So you are, you are showing the child what it means to be a human and what it means to interact with other humans. And so when you're holding those boundaries, you're showing the child that this is not okay mm -hmm. for you. And to navigate relationships, you have to give and take. You can't just get whatever you want. Right. And so that key word, that mutual part, is something that um, needs to be taken into consideration when implementing this philosophy. What is okay for you? Mm -hmm. What is not okay? For example, um, for if a child is banging a metal pan with a stick and it's really, really loud and it's trigger triggering you like crazy and it's bringing you to the point where you're going to snap, that is not okay for you. So there's a few options there. You could say, that's really loud. I prefer it if you hit this and you give them another option or, or you can leave the room or if they want to be near you and hit this pan and it's not okay for you, you could find a way, maybe put uh, earbuds in your ear. Mm -hmm. um, but that, that's something that's, not okay for you so it's navigating boundaries between you and that child mm -hmm. within that relationship great thank you mm -hmm. and I've heard this from families that I know who use rye but I'm not sure I I understand what it is it's a yes space have you <laughs> set up a, a yes space in the past and if you have what is your interpretation of this space and how do you set it up Yes, so I have set up many yes spaces in in households and as a teacher. And as my mentor told me, a yes space is a place where you can put a child and if the front door accidentally locks while you're out taking the rubbish and the and the child is left alone for two or three hours because you can't get back in. The child may be hungry, they may be tired, they may have a little bump on their head from, from falling over on the floor, but that's it. It's a, it's, a, it's a safe place where they can explore completely freely. So everything is a yes. So you're not going around saying, oh, no, 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 you can't do that, or oh, that's, not, that's not safe. It's a place where they can have total uninterrupted play okay and and how do if somebody's setting up a yes space how do they know the space is in line with what that specific child is ready to experience mm. so this is where the sensitive observation that i was talking about earlier comes into play mm -hmm. so you as the caregiver are looking 
to see what that child is interested in. And you do this by becoming a fly on the wall, you're just sitting back. Obviously this is after all of their needs are taken care of. And as the uh, philosophy is about caregiving, the, the hope is that when you've had that quality interaction during a caregiving moment, their love cup is full. So then they can go away and play un uninterrupted because all of their needs are met, are met and they no longer needing that relationship. So they, so all of their needs are met. You're, you've put them into a place where they can have uninterrupted play and you just sit back and you observe and you see what is it that they naturally go to. And then from there, you can expand on their learning and their interests by what they're interested in, what, what, where they gravitate towards. All right. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So, I mean, the foundation really of this philosophy is that the adult is actually going to observe quietly and is going to implement rules of respect that are two-way so the child needs to learn how to respect but the adult also is respecting the child mm -hmm. and then obviously there's i'm sure there's loads more behind that but those are probably the most important takeaways from this conversation i'm assuming absolutely that, that observing a child is where it all starts yes observation is key absolute key so when, when I was training as a nanny and I did the NNEB, <clears throat> we had to do hundreds of observations and I used to love them, but nobody else seemed to like them. <laughs> but it was great because you could go and you could just take your time watching that specific child and trying to figure out what it is that they were either trying to achieve, learning to do gravitating towards it didn't matter what was going on but you you watched and you had that time to observe and then write it all down mm. and yes and, and see if it was developmentally appropriate and see you know where that child actually was was for me it was really interesting um but i i know a lot of my colleagues didn't find it as as interesting <laughs> yeah it's um i i feel like it's a practice mm -hmm. and if you haven't experienced meditation or mindfulness in your own life and you go straight into this it can be quite challenging and there's a lot of unlearning that needs to happen on the adults part mm, in terms that. of feeling like you need to entertain the child or be doing constantly be doing something for them because otherwise you feel like you're not really working you're not really being with the child so that all needs to to fall away and and also looking at your own childhood what did or didn't you have as a child that's that's affecting the way that you are with your own child or the children that you're working with now yes all right it's very interesting um from your perspective how can a parent or a nanny implement the rye philosophy with a child who has never been exposed to the philosophy before right yeah so I guess this follows on from what we've just 
discussed yep. is that there's a lot of unlearning that needs to happen and to expect yourself to go from one way of interacting interacting to another way like that is going to set yourself up for failure mm -hmm. so i would say just start with one caregiving moment a day where you completely slow down observe the child see what they're how they're interacting with you also the child's not going to be used to you interacting with them this way as well so they're gonna maybe think what, what's going on here uh, i'm not okay with this this is not normal and they might start pushing boundaries or or acting out because they don't feel like this is this is normal so um yeah i would just start with one care caregiving moment or you could take one step further back from that and just take five minutes to just sit and watch your child or the child in your care and just see what they're doing yeah. what, what's actually happening there okay so if a parent or a nanny wants to learn more about rye what books websites podcasts do you recommend so the place to go for all of those are resources is rye.org rie.org they have everything on there they have all the all the books all the rye associates that um you can follow a really good podcast is called unruffled by janet lansbury she's a rye associate she's got great content on there and uh, my rye associate mentor deborah carlos solomon she's got a great book called baby knows best and i recommend this book especially to sleep deprived parents because it's very easy to read very simple um so it's it's easy to to pick up but if you're wanting a more in-depth book i recommend um dear parent which is by magda gerber mm -hmm. okay thank you and if if a nanny or a parent wants is interested in speaking with you how can mm -hmm. they reach you sure so we, I've got a website called peacefullearning.com and my email address and phone number are on there and you're welcome to get in contact with me and I'd be happy to, to answer any of your questions. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your knowledge with us. And Absolutely. We, we hope to have you back soon. Awesome. Thank you.